Happy New Year, everyone! I am so pumped to be back working on the podcast after a holiday hiatus. I've missed hearing from you all. We had a great holiday season and enjoyed time with family and friends, and I hope you did too. It was wonderful to see our son playing with his cousins and enjoying the Christmas season filled with endless light displays, model trains, and of course, playing with every truck he could get his hands on. The past two months have been extra special as we were able to step away from his diagnosis and be fully present. We were overwhelmed by the generosity of organizations like the NEGU, Never Give Up, Jesse Reese Foundation, the Caitlin Langless Memorial Fund, and the Why Me and Sherry House here in Central Mass. We closed out the year with a big Thomas the Tank Engine long-term maintenance party, and each family member signed a monster truck for Ollie to congratulate him on everything he's been through last year. Did your family do anything special to commemorate treatment in 2019? Are you planning a treatment celebration for 2020? Is your family looking for other ways to support and raise funds for cancer research? If so, stay tuned to learn more about how the Great Cycle Challenge works and how you can get the whole family involved in biking throughout the month of June and raise money for cancer research. Welcome back to the All Mama Care podcast. I am very excited to have my dear friend Michelle with us today. She is going to be telling us her story of how she got involved in the Great Cycle Challenge, how all the money that she's fundraising is going towards cancer research. So I'd like to welcome Michelle first off to the podcast. Hey Michelle, Thank how's it you. going? <laughs> good, good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. So a little bit of backstory about how Michelle and I know each other. My uncle and Michelle are friends, and we got in touch that way. Michelle will share with us our story of how she got involved in the Great Cycle Challenge and what she's been doing to raise critical funds for cancer research. Like I said, we got connected through family and she was kind enough to ride in honor of my son. And to be honest, I didn't even know Michelle. She was a complete stranger. Through my uncle, he connected us and she said, I don't even know, you know, Ollie, but I want to ride for him. That's kind of how our friendship bloomed. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm so grateful, Michelle, for all the miles that you've ridden. And I'm really excited to have you on tonight to share your story of how you got involved and what you hope to do in the future. So I'm just going to turn the mic over to you, and if you could just give us a little introduction um, how you got involved in the Great Cycle Challenge, I think that would be really helpful for listeners. Okay. The, so the Great Cycle Challenge is a CCRF, Children's Cancer Research Fund event, and 100% of the donations raised by the Great Cycle Challenge go to Children's Cancer Research. It started in 2015, and it's become one of the biggest cycling events in the United States. And there are people from every state, every age that ride in this. You just set a personal riding goal, and you challenge yourself to ride throughout the whole month of June to fight kids' cancer. I, how I got involved is kind of like, I don't know, I don't want to say it's a joke, it's, but I find a little bit of humor in it. Back in 2014, I participated in a 30-mile bike ride through my employer, and I did this on an old mountain bike. It took me four hours to complete it, and I came in last. 
But you finished. <laughs> but I finished. They were actually waiting for me. <laughs> so the following year, I signed up to do the ride again and was determined not to come in last. So I bought a new road bike. And ultimately, I had to back out of the ride just because I had something else to come up. And so to justify my purchase, I started riding around my area. And I kind of like peeked online looking for local rides. You know, like I'm just trying to justify my bike purchase, you know. <laughs> so... Then maybe right around 2017, I got an email invitation from GCC, which is the Great Cycle Challenge, and it was to participate in the June 2018 ride. So I looked a little bit into it. It was totally new to me, never heard of it. There was no sign-up fee. It was a great cause. It was benefiting um, childhood cancer. So I was like, all right, you know, I'm just going to give this a try and see what I could, see what I can do. So I set my goals that year for $500 in 100 miles, and I rode in memory of my co-worker's daughter who passed away from PNT, which is primitive neuroectodermal sarcoma. At the end of June, I had logged 101 miles, and I basically doubled what I had set out to fundraise. I, I had said 500 and I raised a little over a thousand. That's incredible. Yeah, that was, that was amazing. And at the end of June, I was exhausted. Okay. <laughs> the very, the very last day of June, it was like a scorching day and I had to do just 10 more miles. And, um, I came in, you know, like I came in from bike riding and I was like, I'm done. I was exhausted, but at the same time, I was just amazed at what I had just accomplished. That's a major accomplishment. And to even just set that high of a goal, 100 miles in 30 days, yep. it, that's a lot. And it's a lot of time and it's a lot of planning. So um, for our listeners, you know, everybody has different schedules. And one of the great things that, you know, Michelle had mentioned is that she set her own timeline. So I don't know if you did. Did you do your your rides in the morning or were they after work or the evening? They were they were after work. So I would I live a mile from the office, and sometimes I would just bring my bike to work and leave work, and I would just head out twenty miles. And that was my original thought that there's this one particular ride that I like to do, and I leave my house and I just ride out. 10 miles and then I come back 10 miles and it's it's so it's a 20 mile trip you know being just in a mile from the office I would just take my bike to work with me and leave from the office go out and I was like oh if I just do five of these rides sure I could have this completed in a week right bang it out right let's get it bang done it out, right <laughs> and then I was like oh this is a little harder than I thought you know so yeah that's, that's that's how I justify my 100 miles, you know. I can do this in a week, and then it ends up taking me all month. But how wonderful is it that, you know, now you're going into your third year, you have your routine in place, you kind of know the places that you want to ride back and forth, or maybe you're like, oh, I want to explore, you know, some new routes. One of the things that I wanted to talk about um, and have you on the podcast is how amazing this Great Cycle Challenge is because it's more than just neighborhood bike rides. I mean, Michelle, maybe you could talk to us a little bit more, but there are national teams that have been set up and 
they probably have hundreds of people that are on their team. So it can be a family event, it can be a bunch of your coworkers and friends, it can be a larger network um, that are all under one name as well. Yep. So you can, like I've created my own team and it's it's named after the t-shirt that you gave me. It's be positive. Uh, so that's my team. Right at the moment, I am the only one riding on my team. And She's that's, looking that's okay. for members. <laughs> I am looking for riders. I am. Um, but that doesn't mean that we have to ride together. You you can ride separately and just log your miles, and it just contributes to the team goal. Other people ride. I was just kind of peeking on the um, Great Cycle Challenge site. I can't find any teams right at the moment but a, a lot sometimes uh the teams that are set up they're riding in in memory of somebody that they know it's you know it's a group thing um, i think there was a little girl a couple of years ago I, I believe she's since passed and she was kind of like the featured child on the site and so somebody somewhere had set up that team and they were all riding in, in honor of her so, talked a little bit about how you got involved with the Great Cycle Challenge, and I'm just wondering, how can other people get involved? So, is it easier for them just to pop on the website and sign up from there, or? You can. You can go to greatcyclechallenge.com um, and just register. There, there's no sign-up fee. It just asks for your name, your date of birth, um, how many miles you want to you know, and you can change these things. You know, if you if you set out to ride a hundred miles and then realize, you know, what, I really can't do a hundred miles, you can change. You know, midstream, you can change all of your your goals. You know, if you just want to raise, say, fifty dollars, and then you go, oh, I can raise more than that. You can change that. Um, you can ride indoors on your Peloton or um, whatever indoor cycler you have, and you can get out and ride. You can ride alone, you can ride in a group, whatever, whatever suits you. So if you're at the gym or you're going to a, a fitness club that you go to, log those miles that you're doing during your workout. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be, like Michelle said, it doesn't have to be on a road. It doesn't have to be on the road bike. Um and the great part, too, is that families can get involved. So a lot of our listeners, they have multiple children. And depending on where you are and what season you are um, are in right now of treatment or of just in general the season and how you can get outside and, and you know, be able to exercise and get some miles in on the bike rides. It's just a nice activity to do as a family. It's a nice bonding experience. And it's something that my husband and I have talked about and we're looking forward to doing with our son once he's done with treatment and mm -hmm. he can ride a bike and this is something that I definitely foresee us building a team and doing that's and awesome. we'll join your team Michelle because that's awesome it would be really nice to have this already on the calendar every June. This is what we're doing. Come join us, and let's try to raise as much money as possible to go towards cancer research. Michelle, can you kind of share with us, I know you had mentioned when you first started, you were writing in memory of Lizzie. Can you kind of share her story a little bit? So Lizzie is the daughter of a co-worker of mine. She has since passed away. Um, I believe it's been... 29 years since her passing. But she was diagnosed with 
PNET or PNET, Primitive Neuroectodermal Sarcoma, which is closely related to Ewing's sarcoma. Um, she was diagnosed at the age of 14 and she passed away at the age of 60. And at that time, that was the life expectancy for PNET, that they, they, they don't live much beyond two years. And now, uh, and at that time, they also had no protocol to use. And so where they had, where they knew that it was closely related to Ewing, they used the protocol for Ewing. Now, come forward 29 years, and that rate has changed. Um, they have a 50 to 60% chance of a five-year survival rate, which it's not 100%, but it's better than what it was. And if, you know, that, that survival rate has increased because of research. The funding for research, for, for government funding, it, it, there's not a lot of money there. You don't get a lot from, from the government, so anything that we can contribute is is so worth it. It's worth it for any kid. Of course, and even just listening to you, so many of our parents, I feel like we all have that 4% is not enough burned in our brains because it's mm -hmm. definitely not enough. And one of the things that, you know, is so great about this, again, is just that 100% of the proceeds go right towards cancer research, pediatric cancer research. And prior to hopping on the phone, I had taken a look. I actually went on the website um, for the Children's Cancer Research Fund. And if any of our listeners um, have a moment, I highly suggest popping over to their website. It is, I wrote it down here, it is. Uh, childrenscancer.org and they have a wonderful website very easy to navigate and they have a great section called resources for families they have big dream tours they have a cc bear a secure cancer bear you can request bears for your children we got a bear i don't think it was through the cc bear program but it was like a build a bear that somebody had sent us and to be honest, that bear, we it's a monkey, actually, and we call him Banana Split. And he's in his PJs. He's in Toy Story PJs. And that, that monkey, we use him all the time, especially during play therapy. Um, mm -hmm. Now that we're going to the clinic monthly, you know, my son just thinks it's so funny to check the Banana Split's heartbeat and make sure there aren't gummy bears oh. in his ears. And so it's... Yes, I'm sure your children have a ton of stuffed animals, but we've kind of have banana split as like a special patient when we do play therapy and get ready to go to the clinic. So that's a wonderful resource. They also have links to Beads of Courage. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are very familiar with Beads of Courage or Beads of Bravery, but for those uh, that are listening that don't know about it, uh, please go check it out. It is a wonderful program that was started by uh, a doctor, and basically every little bead, there are little plastic beads, and every bead has a meaning to it, and it goes along with the treatment. So it's a visual component to help your child and you tell their story of their treatment. Um, many times our kids are on treatment for years, and it just is nice to have something that's tangible and you can go back later if you wish to, you know, talk about your story. I have a friend actually whose uh, son is in second grade and he actually brought them in for show and tell. And it's a way of giving a voice to everything that, that our kids are going through. 
So highly, highly recommend that. And then they also have a really cool sibling shop. Um, it is um, a whole bunch of resources that are on the website that is available for sibs to get involved in activities, crafts, games, take special field trips, and really make sure that they're involved in the whole treatment process. Because, you know, many times, our obviously, our child that's going through treatment and any child is going to be first priority, but when you're in that crisis mode and then, you know, you're able to kind of come out of it, it is nice to have other stuff planned for the siblings because they're in treatment too. The whole family's in treatment. So again, I highly suggest hopping on the website and, and just checking it out. And these are just some of the great things that are being funded by all the funds that Michelle is doing and the whole team everybody is doing when they're cycling. When you are training, can you kind of like, take us through how do you prep do you have a special shake that you do do you stretch like what's your routine I don't you know I would love to be able to change that answer (laughs) but I would be fooling you if I I would be downright lying (laughs) oh yeah I'm on my treadmill every night during the winter (laughs) no I'm not Uh, I have visions of you know sugar plums of I would love to be on my treadmill every night during the winter but I'm not. Yeah. And that's and then, okay. You know, that's all right. And it's okay. Season. And, you know, the more I try to plan it, the more I get behind. So really, you know, once June rolls around, I wing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just wing it. I, I do try to eat healthy and, you know, all year round, I do try to eat healthy. But really, come June, I just get out there and I just ride. Do I do any special shake? Now, when I come back, I probably will have a protein shake. I'm usually starving when I come back from the ride. But, you know, I don't. I don't train. It's not who I am. I just want to get out there and ride. That's my thing. You know, I get a lot of, it's my zen place. It's my quiet time for my brain. And I, I just get out there and ride. Well, I commend you for that because I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. So especially when I was training for the half marathon this past summer uh, in Newport, I was so rigid. I had my checklist (laughs) and and that was my time too. So it's so nice to hear from, you know, everybody else has different ways of approaching endurance events and Mm -hmm. it's just so interesting to hear that because again this is something that it is fun but it does take a lot of time and it does take some sense of planning in terms of oh okay you know how many miles can I actually do today when it's raining hey I believe you kind of have a funny story about the rain would you mind sharing that the rain or when I had a flat oh when you had a flat I think it was a flat tire I took a 20 mile ride and I got out all the way to my turnaround spot and I went oh, my bike's riding a little weird. It seems to be dragging. And I looked down and I thought, oh, that's awesome. I'm like, you know, 10, 11 miles away from home and I have a flat. (laughs) And my husband, he is like the best guy in the world. And he just, um, you know, he knows that I want to accomplish this in June. So, you know, it's kind of like one of those, I'll come home and say, here's your dinner. I'll see you later. Bye. You know, and so I called him that night. I was like, oh, could you bring me my spare bike? And he's like, really? And I said, yeah. And he goes, you really want your spare bike? And I said, just bring out my spare bike. I don't have a spare tire. I don't, I don't have anything with me. I don't have a spare tube. So he did. He was kind enough to bring my bike out for me. He said, why don't you just get in the truck and I'll just bring you home. And I said, no, no, I got to do this. I got to ride back, you know, like, 
10 miles. <laughs> I can't give up 10 miles. And that was a new bike and uh, that I that he brought me. I have since decided that I, I don't, I'm not really fond of this new bike because it is nothing like my road bike. Mm. I felt like I was on like, a, you know, a two speed. Mm. And I think I ended up walking it 90% of the way home because I had an uphill thing. And oh. it just, there, <laughs> there wasn't a lot of gears right. to, to cycle through. Yeah. And I thought, this is ridiculous. So what normally takes me about an hour and a half, an hour and a half, an hour and a half it usually takes me to do these 20 miles. Um, probably took me close to two and a half. That's dedication. <laughs> we'll be right back. So that's, that's my funny story. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my my funny story, when I was training for my half marathon, I usually have a normal route. But this one day, I had my really long run, my eight my uh, not eighteen mile my um, it was an eleven mile run, and I thought, oh, you know, I'll just go take some some turns and go through some different neighborhoods. Well, that was not a good idea because my battery on my iPhone was dying, and I was <laughs> completely lost. I had no idea where I was. But luckily, said a little prayer, took a couple turns, and then got back on the, the rail trail where I usually run. So, yeah, the universe was definitely with me that day because I was so exhausted after running, like, just nine miles. I was like, I don't even know where I am. And, of course, my iPhone was dying. So so I made it back. But it is really interesting, and I don't know if you've experienced this, Michelle, but when you're on the road and, like you said, you're in your zen place and you kind of zone out, is there any point where you kind of have to, like, check yourself and just remember, like, the reasons why you're doing this? Or, or are you going into it with your heart, like, just completely open and being like, I'm just in my area, like, this is my way of praying. Like, how do you kind of, what's your mindset when you're biking? You know, I think when I first start, I'm, I'm a prayer person. Uh, I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a prayer person. Um, God is my number one focus. So, you know, when I leave my house, that's my first, probably first few miles of just seeing me out there to and from safely, make sure nobody hits me. You know, like those are my first few prayers. Um, but then, you know, once, once I'm, kind of in the flow in the zone yeah I'm in my zone you know I start thinking about Lizzie and last year Ollie was on my mind a lot and that was where my mind was you know I was I was praying for Ollie praying for all of these little kids like this is you know there's tears running down my face as I'm riding you know because it it just it breaks my heart. So I do. I spend a lot of time in prayer when I'm out doing this. And as a matter of fact, you know, a cool little thing that I kind of attribute to Lizzie. I was on my way home last year, and I had this one little hill that has taken me probably three years to master. I can now fully ride up it without stopping. You go, girl. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not that. It's not that big of a hill. It's yeah. just a, It's just the way it's hit. Sure. And I had a headwind. And I was like, I am never going to bring, you know, this This is a killer for me. And I am never going to make it up this hill. Right. The wind so, was pushing against you. Yeah. 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 And it was pretty strong. Oh. And so I just, I kept my head down and I was counting my revolution, you know, my cycling. Okay. And I was like, I was counting to 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And I was like, okay, how many 10s is it going to take me to get up this hill? And my thought all of a sudden just went to Lizzie. And I was like, Lizzie, 
I don't know if you can hear me, but you're going to help me up this hill. Like, this is for Ollie. I know I can't do anything for you now, but, you know, like, this is for Ollie. We've got to get up this hill for Ollie. And the wind changed, oh. and I had a tailwind that pushed me oh. up the hill. And when I got home that night, I called her mother, and I was like, so I, I, I think I had this little experience with Lizzie. And she's like, what? Oh my god! And I told her the story. I I literally have tears in my eyes right now, and I have chills. Like that oh. that is just so powerful. It it it's just like it's unlike any other. And I just appreciate you so much, Michelle, for all of your hours and all of your rides, and and also like thank you for texting me. Like I remember you'd sent me a couple text messages. You're like, I just did it. I did another twenty miler. Like. <laughs> You know, and and the funny thing is, is like those were on those days, like it was really hard going through the first, you know, six to nine months of treatment. It was just really hard. And to get a random text from you was like the best thing. I was like, oh, Michelle is doing this. Like she is just going to like (laughs) just bring us through this. And it really did. It it really helped us through that. And And then. I don't think we had met yeah. at that point in time. So I really didn't know who you, you know, like I knew who you were, but we hadn't met. Right. And I didn't know you were having those days because, you know, you know, like I don't want to pry and right. ask questions, you know. So I was just going on the assumption that everything was fine. Everything was good. Yeah. You know, I didn't know that you were struggling. So yeah. I think those were just like little inspirational things. They totally were. And, you know, everybody handles grief differently. But for my situation, I am a words of affirmation. Like, I really appreciate hearing, you know, from other people. And I appreciate when other people are saying, hey, we're thinking about you. We're out on the road. We're cycling. We're raising money. We're doing a walk. Things like that. We finally met. I think it was was when you had just finished. yeah. The month of June, right? It was like 4th of July, I think, maybe, or I don't know when maybe it was. It was right around there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I got a chance to meet you, and I was so nervous and, like, excited at the same time. And I just remember seeing you for the first time, and I was like, I have to give you a hug right now. <laughs> like, it was such an amazing experience. And then to be able to meet Lizzie's mom and talk with you and um, – yeah it really came full circle and it was such a special time that we got to spend together. I was able to give you the be positive for Ollie t-shirts yeah. and my husband's students had made at the school. And, and it really was just such a special way to like celebrate your accomplishment and yep. to help us. Cause that honestly, Michelle, that July, August ish was the toughest of his treatment aside from the uh, diagnosis part, but that was the toughest because he had, he was in a phase of treatment that he had so many different medicines that he had to have. And, you know, I was very anxious and very nervous about how he was going to respond to all of it. Um, And he did okay. He got through it. But of course, any new medicine that was put into his body, I was literally just like a mess, you know, waiting for all the side effects to happen, but luckily it didn't. So I just want you to know, Michelle, like everything that you did to help us through that summer, I'm sure that was Lizzie saying like, hey, you got to help Ollie's mom right now. (laughs) Right. Because that definitely was somehow through the universe just saying like, okay, here's, here's this 
little boy that needs some help. Michelle, what's on the docket for you for next summer? Are you riding in memory or in honor of someone again? Or I am riding for Ollie again. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Yes. So, yeah, I am. I am riding for Ollie again. I, I have set up my cage. Um, my goal is, again, it's 100 miles, but I really just, I would love to up my 100 miles, but I'm just not there as far as speed and whatnot. My, and mine is for 2,500. Wow. To, to raise 2500 But, yeah, that's that's it. 100 miles and $2,500. In 30 and, days. In 30 <laughs> days. Well, I'll start fundraising right after the first of the year. I'll start throwing that out there. Oh, um, so if people yeah. want to check out your page, what is it? If you go to like the Great Psychic Challenge page, mm-hmm. com, and you look under Riders, mm-hmm. Um, search my name. I am under Michelle Bolio. Mm-hmm. Um, just a nice little French name. D-E-A-U-L-I-E-U. Mm-hmm. And you can make a donation that way if you'd like to make a donation. Or if you can't make a donation, um, you know, sign up to ride. Or, you know, find a way to support, donate blood, whatever it is that you can do. I believe in what GCC says. You know, these these kids should be outside playing, not inside having treatments. Not yes, and that is the goal to be living. You know, the the best that you can throughout the most horrific time in your life, and that's something that we definitely cling to, and just doing as much as we can. You know, to have a full childhood, a full experience, and of course we're going through this, and it's a nightmare, but thinking in terms of like, okay, it's just something that we have to do, and we have a whole lot of living to do, so if our listeners, you know, are not able to join in the ride, even just telling one other friend, like, hey, I was listening to the All Mama Care podcast, and they were talking about the Great Cycle Challenge, maybe your friend is a biker, maybe they have never even heard about it, but just mentioning it to one other person, you know, the holiday are upon us right now so it just can't hurt mention it because you just never know no you know yeah who would like to get involved and especially with you know there are some listeners that have reached out to me and said like you know I'm not able to donate any blood or platelets this is a great way to support cancer research and you can join Michelle's team and clock your miles together so to be in partnership you you know what if you don't want to join my team you don't have to join my team you can ride as solo person or you could you can join and you know you don't have to join mine you can create your own guys the limit that's what i say go from there so one other thing i wanted to share with listeners is one of the great things that the great cycle challenge did does and i'm taking a deep breath because it's it's an emotional thing i'm going to talk about but i think it's really important to share because i have mixed feelings about this but mm-hmm. The Great Cycle Challenge asks that whoever wants to be involved to send in a picture of their child that's going through treatment. This is just bigger than anything. So they put all these pictures together of all these children, and there's a special day in, is it in July or is it in August? No, it's before the, it's before to the kick ride. it off. To kick it off. Okay. So, like day Memorial was, Day, maybe. maybe. So, around the end maybe. of May, yeah. they culminate all the kids' pictures and they put them up on the billboard in Times Square. Now, at first, like when Michelle was like, oh, you know, this is an option if you want to do it, 
my husband and I had a long conversation trying to figure out, you know, is this really the best thing? We don't want him to be a poster child. But at the same time, he'd been so open about it that it, again, I had mixed emotions. I'm happy, but also really sad that my baby's face is a part of this whole cancer world. But on the day of, it was a live event on Facebook that I was watching and my heart basically just was like racing because we get an email, we get the timestamp of when his photo is going to be up on the billboard and my heart was racing and I was just waiting for it to come up. And as soon as his face was on there, I just broke down crying. And (laughs) it's just, it's a mixed bag of emotions because you see everybody else's picture and you're like, just, I was taken aback by like how many people are affected by cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm tearing up, you know, like I'm choking up over here because it's, you know, you, you have the people that, that people are riding for people, loved ones that they've lost, even, you know, adults that they've lost to, to cancer, um, children that they're currently writing for, you know, some of the, I hate to call them featured kids, but I, I don't know how else to say that, the featured kids that are on the site, and Ollie, and then all the riders that are riding, and it is, it's like this, I don't, it's like a bittersweet yes, moment, you yes. know? It's like a part of you is like so happy to see all of this going on. And then you realize, wow, there's a lot of people out there that are affected by this. Yeah. Yeah. And in some way or another, it's just, it's so hard because it's a great thing that, you know, we're doing all this research, but at the same time, part of it is like, why, why is this just taking forever? Like just cure it, you know? But The Great Cycle Challenge is really a national event, and it's a wonderful event to get involved in if you're looking for something, you know, for a family bonding experience, or if it's something that you want to do with your spouse or a coworker. I really appreciate you hopping on and and telling us all about this great challenge, Michelle. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. You're Uh, so welcome. Actually, before we pop off, I had two things that I wanted to just add. When you go on to the website for Children Cancer Research Fund, they also have a section that has the latest research. So you can read all about uh, the studies that are being done, and you can meet some of the doctors. So one of the studies that I took a look at is targeting chemo-resistant leukemia cells. And the whole article uh, kind of dives deep into the whole process about what the doctors are, uh, the researchers are doing, how these funds are being used. Because many times, you know, they just go into a bank and a lot of people wonder, are they really, what are they doing with all this money that I'm fundraising? And there was another one, less toxic drugs for earring sarcoma. So we had talked about, you know, Lizzie's um, cancer is closely related to earring sarcoma. There's a whole article about that, as well as many, many other ones. And they're coming out with, um, you know, new studies all the time. So what I like about it is it's not too technical. Like, it's not overwhelming. It's a very easy read. You can understand what the researchers are talking about. I believe actually, Michelle, when you were fundraising, I did pop on the website and I I actually did highlight this targeting chemo-resistant leukemia cells on 
our personal page mm-hmm. so that our our tribe knew that you know all these funds that people are donating are going towards this are going towards this research so i think you know everybody has their their different way of grieving and, and working through and sorting out all of this data i myself mm-hmm. i i need as much data as possible and then i need to digest it in my own time and my husband kind of is like, let's just take it as it comes. I don't want to be overwhelmed. Um, and so we kind of balance it that way. So, right. so yeah, definitely, you know, parents or grandparents, if you're listening, I highly suggest hopping on the Great Cycle Challenge, Challenge website and taking a look at what it's all about and considering getting involved in it, getting your family involved in it. Well, yeah, get involved. And, you know, if you can't get involved, but you see a rider out there, you know, you, you they're pretty identifiable. They're, most of them are wearing their jerseys that say Great Cycle Challenge on them, and they're blue and orange. Oh, okay. Um, so you, you can't miss us. We're out there. I will have to send you a picture of the jerseys so that you know. That would be um, great. They're, they're a little different. Every year they're designed just a little bit different, but the, the signature colors are there, the, the blue and orange. So if you see that, if you see somebody out riding, you know, give them a two. Maybe throw them a bottle. Of, well, don't throw it, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, say, honk your horn. Water, but, yeah. You know, honk your horn. Wave them on. They're doing a good job. They're, you know, a lot of these people bike far more than I do. There's some people out there that they bike all summer because they allow you to log your miles a little bit over over the end of June. I stop at the end of June just because I'm I'm wiped out. But there's people that ride, I think, a little bit into July before they before the GCC goes in and actually clears the board and says, that's it, we're done riding for the season. So cheer them on. Oh, they're and doing great. one other thing, because that, what you were saying just reminded me. So when you're doing your miles, do you, you said that you had a, um, you have a watch, a Garmin watch? I or have a Garmin. Okay. Um, but you can use Map My Ride. Map My, you can connect your... Um, your website page to, I, there's a few different options, I believe. You know, if you have a Fitbit or a Garmin or, you know, one of those tracking watches, you're, you can sync your watch to the page. Or if you don't have one, that's no big deal. You can manually enter your miles if you know how far you, and you can use Map My Ride. And I think there might be a couple of other apps that you can use, but those are the two that I use, the Garmin Connect and the, the Map My Ride. Perfect. And I'm sure the website, once you kind of, you know, our listeners, once they kind of like sort through it and dive deep into the website, I'm sure it will kind of prompt you, you know, as far as which app you want to hook up to, or like you said, Michelle, if you just want to log it manually. Yeah, it's a very simple site. And I, you know, I like that. As much as I like technology, sometimes the simpler it is, the better. And this is a, a really simple site. It's nice to keep it clean and easy. And, and that's what I appreciated about the Alex's mm-hmm. Lemonade stand, because I was fundraising for that when I was training for my half marathon. And like you said, it's just easy. It's not hard to navigate. And, and you can see your progression and all of your pledges, too. Yes. yes. Yeah, wonderful. Well, Michelle, thanks so much for hopping on. I really enjoyed talking with you. And like I said, when Ollie gets a little older and he can ride a bike, we are definitely joining you. Well, I have one last question for you. So last year when we, when we met, somebody took a picture of you and I. 
And I was going to ask you, can I, can I upload that as of my, course, of course. my profile picture? Of course. That's, yep. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, my so gosh. Change, change the one that's out there. Of and then that way, you know, people will recognize you, too, and they'll know they have the right page. Of course. Definitely. Thank you so much for asking. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I, I'm just really, really grateful for to have you in our tribe and, I'm so excited to see, you know, what you're going to accomplish this next June and how much great you're doing. So thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. This year, my focus for the podcast is to bring in some more personal experiences. I'd like to interview those that are currently going through treatment. So if you're listening and you're currently going through treatment and you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, please feel free to reach out to me. You just never know what you're going through. Someone else might be able to connect to it and you won't feel so alone. I'd like to also offer suggestions for family members that are listening. So I'm going to be interviewing some of my family members and they're going to be sharing their perspective of treatment and how they're able to navigate the grief that goes with the diagnosis as well as how to support my son and my family and really whatever else you guys want to talk about. So if you have a suggestion about something you want me to talk about, don't be shy. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram under All Mama Care. Hey guys, I'm also going to be adding a new feature to the podcast called Messaging, where you can click on a link and actually leave me a voicemail. So what I'll do is I'll leave the link in the show notes here and feel free to reach out to me and that way we can have a conversation.